Thanks for listening to this podcast from Christ Church of Orinoco. Our hope is that it would help you discover completeness in Jesus. Now for this week's teaching. When I was your age, I loved Legos. I loved reading, playing outside. Uh, I liked video games every once in a while, and I loved my friends. I loved getting to hang out with my friends, play games, have sleepovers, watch movies, you know, that kind of thing. It was the best. I still love my friends. But I remember one specific time where I was hanging out with a group of friends at some other guy's house that I wasn't really friends with. You know, it was like mutual friends kind of thing. We were swimming and stuff like that. And I, I remember correctly, our like moms were hanging out and it was just this weird big family hang thing. And at one point in this time of hanging out, this guy that I kind of knew but was really friends of a friend pulled me and another friend into his family's like home office room. And in this office, there was a computer and a a desk and, you know, lots of books and things like that. And my one friend sat down and and I sat down and, and this guy that we didn't really know began to search for something on his family's computer. And in just a moment, he had pulled up some images that I immediately knew I should not be looking at. I didn't really know why, um, but I knew that what was happening was wrong. And I didn't know what to do. I felt really, really trapped, like kind of stuck in my chair. And I really don't remember what happened next, but I do remember not waiting very long to go and tell my mom. So I might have ran to her screaming, or probably more likely I very discreetly walked to her and told her what had happened. And that's pretty much all that happened that day. I really, really don't remember anything else. But that day began a very long season of believing the lie that God cannot be trusted with what he says is good or bad. Maybe you've been in a situation like this before. Maybe you accidentally on your phone or your iPad or your computer or your Chromebook, even you came across something that felt wrong to see. Maybe you've seen things like this intentionally. Maybe you have no idea what I'm talking about. But here's what I know is true for all of us in this room. At one point in our lives, we have believed the lie that God cannot be trusted. You might not have said it exactly like that, but your actions communicated that you thought you knew better than God in that moment. So take Adam and Eve, for example. So last week, we learned that God created and designed everything, and he called it good. And then God created Eve out of Adam and called their partnership, their union, very good. He gave them different responsibilities in the garden, and he commanded in Genesis chapter 2, God said, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Okay, fair enough. We will rule this garden. It's going to be great. There's tons of food. Just don't eat from that one tree. Easy enough. But then we get to the next chapter. We read that a serpent comes along. You might know this story and says to Eve, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? And Eve responds, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it, or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And then this, Verse 6 says, When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. God had given them so much good and commanded one simple thing of them, a command that was also for their good. 
He was not trying to make them hate their time in the garden, nor was he only trying to just keep the tree for himself, knowing that it was the best fruit and so it was only for him. He knew that if they ate from the tree, everything would become severely disrupted. And that's what happens. This is the lie that Adam and Eve believed, that God cannot be trusted. How do I know that? Because if they had trusted God, they would have said, no, I don't think I will be doing that today, serpent. I know my God commanded me to not do that thing, so I'm going to listen to him. Even though you sound like you maybe kind of know what you're talking about and you sound like you might be right, I am going to trust God. If they had trusted God, they would have understood that everything about God is good, including his commands and promises. They would have understood that on the other side of their disobedience was pain and heartache and anxiety and separation from God that could simply be avoided by trusting God's commands instead of believing that this fruit would open to them every good part of life that God was just trying to take from them. It's, it's like the loving parent who tells their kid not to touch the stove, knowing that if their kid touches the stove, it will burn them and it will hurt a lot. But then the kid disobeys touches the stove, hurts their hand really bad, and it takes a long time to heal. The loving parent knows what is best for their kid, even if the kid foolishly thinks that touching the stove will be a great experience for their life, and if touching the stove will open to them all wonders and mysteries of the world. We do this with our parents, right? We certainly do it with God. Every time we sin, we believe the lie that God cannot be trusted. In every moment of sin, we answer the serpent's question of, did God really say with all kinds of answers that might allow us to do that sin. This is the disruption of God's good and wonderful idea of sexuality. And can I tell you something? You might not even realize that you are believing this lie. How do I know that? Because I know the culture that you live in because I live in it too. You might believe this lie through the way that you talk about someone of the opposite sex when you were in the locker room talking about that person's body in this or that way. You might believe this lie when you go online to look at certain things that you know are dangerous and that you know will hurt you, but you look anyway. You might believe this lie in the way that you dress or in the way that you even think about a cute boy or girl you see walking around at school. Yes, even the way you think that no one else knows about in these moments, we believe the lie that God cannot be trusted, that I can treat people as objects to make myself feel good, that sexual relationships, even if they're just in our head, are okay before marriage. We believe the lie that God hates us, that he's trying to take good things from us, and that whatever makes me feel or look good is the thing that matters most. We believe the lie that we make a better God than God. But what's true? What is true, though? Let me present my argument, the argument of Scripture that God can be trusted. Adam and Eve have to leave the garden. They're separated from God, and they have all of these rightful consequences for their sin, none of which would have happened if they had just trusted God. God can be trusted because God loves you. If God did not love you, then he might not be trustworthy. But he does love us, because he, and he, we know that he can love us because he says it with his words, and he proves it with his actions. So we don't obey God's commands to get him to love us. He already does. We obey God's commands because he does already love us. God's love is the starting line of our obedience, not the finish line. It is much easier to obey and trust someone when we know that they have our best interests at heart, right? Like it is a lot easier to listen to your coach when they are giving you a hard workout to do, when you know that they are giving you this workout to help you become stronger or faster or better at your skill, your position, whatever it may be. 
When we remember and we live out of God's love for us, his commands become a blessing, a good thing, and not a burden. So back to the story. Genesis 3, 7 through 8 says this. Then the eyes of both of them, Adam and Eve, were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Adam and Eve, immediately knowing what they had done, was wrong, sought to hide their shame. They put on leaves to hide from each other, and they went into the trees to hide from God. This is the second lie that you and I believe, that I need to hide my sin. I mean, it's related to the first, right? That we can make a better God, that God can't be trusted. Because if God cannot be trusted, then I certainly cannot trust him when I mess up. And man, this might, this might be the devil's most successful lie. Because maybe the saddest verse in all of the Bible is the one that says that the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid among the trees of the garden. Disruption. What was once a beautiful garden in which Adam and Eve walked and talked with God and all of his creation is now a hiding place for them with the hope that God doesn't find them. But we know that's ridiculous, right? I mean, he's God. Of course he knows where they are. But instead of using his power to just blow back the trees and then uncover them like little mice or something, God loves them in a loving way, simply calls out, where are you? So Adam comes, around, comes out from hiding. He says, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. Time out. So in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, there is a part where Harry, Ron, and Hermione, the main characters, become trapped in this huge mess of vines called the Devil's Snare as they are on their adventures. But you want to know how they get out of this trap? They remember what they learned earlier in the school year, that the devil's snare hates sunlight. So they get some light to shine on it, and they are able to escape. And that is how our sin works. Our sin is strongest in the dark when no one else knows about it. And the devil knows that. But the truth of the Bible is that when we bring our sin into the light by telling other people, we strike a devastating blow to it. Now let's be clear. We cannot kill our sin on our own. Jesus already did that, but we can be obedient to what God says will be good for us, which is confession. That's why James says in chapter 5 to confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Sin is the devil's snare to trap us in our lives, and confession is the name of Jesus, is in, in the name of Jesus, is the sunlight that kills it. So don't tell me that J.K. Rowling ain't preaching. Listen, God is always knows everything. Hide and seek with God is useless. He knows. He knew about Adam and Eve's sin and he knows about yours, but there was never a moment where God loved Adam and Eve less. He calls them out of the trees, he gives them their rightful consequences, and he puts clothes on them. Even in their refusal of him, God loves Adam and Eve. And his response to your sin is the same as his response to theirs. Where are you? Why are you hiding? Come out. I, kn I know. I know about your sin. I love you. Come out. I know. Maybe you're sitting here thinking, I'm, I'm actually pretty good in this area. So, so check. I'm good. And that is great and wonderful and 
but one, we never know what is going to happen. And one day, this could be an issue. So don't think that this is never going to happen to you because we are sinful people. I pray and I hope that you are wise with your sexuality and in your relationships as you get older. For when you are tempted, not if, but when, here is the truth that you must remember. Just like Hermione remembering that sunlight kills a magical plant. That God can be trusted. He loves me. And when I do mess up, because we all mess up, remember this. I need to confess my sin. He loves me. The devil is a liar. God can be trusted and we need to confess our sins. Thanks again for checking out this podcast. We hope this teaching helped you to discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. For more resources or to learn about Christ Church in general, visit us online at cco.church.